this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? It's time for yet another Thursday edition of the Hard Rock Lunch Box. Arguably the best editions of the Hard Rock Lunch Box, but probably not the best edition of Thursdays. But we're in a very special Thursday. Why is it a special Thursday, you ask? Because Monday's a national holiday. So basically, we are the new Friday. Yeah! Damn applause button. <laughs> Thursdays are the new Fridays here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Um, what's up, everybody? I gotta tell you, I feel so goddamn good. I got through one of the most stressful weekends I've ever had in my entire life, and I am here to talk about it, which means I win, everybody! Let's go, yeah! <laughs> I swear to God, I don't even know how to turn half this shit off. Let me get... There we go. Right, everybody's going... Oh, well, there we are. All right, cool. Yeah, I did it. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Looks like everybody's going to be that kind of mood in the chat today. All right. 99WNRR.com. If you want to be part of the conversation. Apparently, we're already hating on the 4th of July. I don't know, man. I, I got a paid holiday, and that shit, like, never happens. So, like, yay for me. I'm happy about it. Why is that not going on? What is going on? Just not wanting to do it. Okay. <clears throat> I still got to figure out if it's the mouse, but I'm just too goddamn lazy. Yeah. Big weekend. Big personal victory weekend for me. So, I'd like to thank me very much for that, for starters. Uh, and I'd like to thank all of you that participated in the uh, Razorblade Diaries uh, event. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I consider it. Uh, I consider it successful, uh, but I'm going to asterisk that, and we can talk about that asterisk in a little bit. But it was really great to see everybody that did come out, and I super appreciate everybody that made it uh, and made it possible. It was really. It was definitely weighing on me a lot. I was like, I think I mentioned last week, like I was literally having nightmares about it, like those literal, actual math final exam nightmares. Like I had that. Like I was in my junior high school like by my locker and I don't even know who it was but it was like yo your math final is going on I was like oh, I didn't realize that was today like literally having that exact dream it was the most cliche dream I have ever had in my entire life at least one that I can remember but that's okay I am not getting any love from this button here is it this I can't tell if it's the mouse or if it's the is it this we could just do this all day. <laughs> now, listen. Um, also, I just want to get something, like, very clear. Um, like, I just want to make no no illusions about something. Craving Strange is putting out a brand new song tomorrow. It's called It's Always a No. And if you ask me if I have it and I'm going to play it today... I have one, but uh, one and only one answer for you, and that would be. No, see, I don't have it for you. See, like, 
You know how long it took me to set that up? Do you have any idea how long that took? It's always a no! Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Supreme Court, what do you think about women's rights? It's always a no! <laughs> I might actually have to make a thing out of this. Just to, uh, How about, like, EPA protection? It's always a no! Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, do you want to come see my band next week? It's always a no! Yeah, see? <laughs> we can have fun with this all day. I definitely need to make that one of these buttons. <laughs> oh, man. Cracking myself up from noon to two here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Right? Like, isn't, that, isn't that how... Whoops. Isn't that how we do things here? It's always a no! Oh, thanks, Jimmy. All right. <laughs> I just have to cue that up. Just keep that queued up for the entire show. Because if I do that, do you think the show will be any good? Yeah, see, I get way too many, <laughs> too many uses out of this already. Oh, man. Yeah, speaking of G in the chat, she tried to send me a promo. Uh, she apparently worked on a promo. I'm going to assume... Uh, honestly, that it's for the show next week, uh, but I don't know. She tried to send it to me, and uh, it's. She said the file was too big, which automatically scared the ever-loving shit out of me because I have no idea what's coming in this general direction. And I can only thank the good people over at Google for protecting me from such a from such a promo. And I never thought I'd say that. I think Gio figured out how to either uh, compress it or do a shorter promo. I'm just assuming the promo is like 27 minutes long and like in high def. And, like... and I love the kid G because I can. It's just fun for me. Uh, so what do we got going on? Today is the 30th of June, uh, making it, generally speaking, the last Thursday of June. Although the Supreme Court could rule against that at any moment. Um, so, blah, 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 brand new, um, Top 20 is out today, uh, and this week DJ isn't sure what to expect with the upcoming live recording of the Razorblade Diaries, although I have a pretty good idea now, but he's ready to figure it out together. Also on today's show, Sea Breezes and Guinness with Jesus Christ himself, becoming instantly cool like Boyle, Charles Boyle, uh, and the huge early influence of Julianne Hatfield. Another round of Do I Like It? The impact of Court and Spark in songwriting, singing, and sound, TNT on the table. So much, so much. It's unbelievable we fit it into 20 minutes, and we didn't longer than 20 minutes. So it's like the top 24. Check it out on Stranger TV. Give it a watch. Give it a like. Give it a, I don't even know what we do anymore. Uh, while you're there, feel free to stop by Bacon is My Podcast and check out the full interview with uh, Deep Fall and The Hire. That's from the So What Festival. Uh, full interview with Deer Spring also. Uh, they have a tasting with uh, Felicity is on there. Becky Kovac is senior executive of Big Picture Media. She's also uh, up for seven questions. So Bacon is my podcast. Basically just pumping out show after show over there. Please watch them and subscribe and like and all that other good stuff that you do over at Stranger TV. Upcoming shows. We're off this weekend, thank goodness, but the following weekend, the 8th and 9th, Rebel 9 is going to be super busy. Friday, uh, July 8th, we're going to be at 89 North supporting our good friends in Craving Strange. Uh, Giovanna will also be there for a uh, set. 
as will Mickey Licks, who, if you check out on Facebook, apparently Mickey Licks is having his show, and the rest of us are all just lucky to be a part of it, which is the exact same fucking problem I told Dave Black about when he was playing on our show. I hate that kind of stuff. Stop doing it. It pisses people off every single time, but yet... But he listens to me, so go ahead and keep pissing people off. See how see how well that does. So far to date, every single musician that I have spoken to about that sort of behavior is bothered by it. So good luck finding other shows that are yours. Um, and then we're on to Queen's Rock Fest, uh, which will be the next day. It's in the Forest Park, Forest Hills Band Shell. It is a free show. It runs all afternoon, I think from like noon on. Uh, I will say it looks very nicely stacked in the middle. If you're so inclined to check out some rock, you got Reality Suite and then Orin, and then we're right after them, and then there's bands on either side of that. But if it's going to be a nice day, it's going to be a great day to see some music. So feel free to check that out. Like I said, it's free. It's all ages. Forest Hills Banjal, really nice place to see a show. If you haven't been, it's it's really nice. It's like benches. It's a really nice, honest-to-God Banjal. looks like the one in Heckscher, kind of like the one at Jones Beach, but like not at the beach, so... But it's nice. Check that out. If you want any details, feel free to go to rebel9.com uh, slash shows, I think. But just click on shows. All the information is there, and you can always just check us out on Facebook. And we'll get you all that information. And then I don't know if our October show has actually officially been announced yet, but that's so goddamn far away. I don't have to announce it. Think of that. So I think that takes care of all my basic nonsense. Um, ba 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 um, so, just kind of briefly, um, I wasn't really going to touch so much upon what the Supreme Court is doing um, with the uh, lack of respect for women and women's rights. I talked about it, I think, a great deal um, when the leaked version of Alito's uh, majority opinion came out uh, like a month, maybe, maybe two at this point ago, and I did point out, uh, not to be a dick, but that this was not a surprise. This was a stated goal of the Republican Party for the past 20 years. It's been something I've been aware of my entire adult life. I've read a lot about it. I've read a lot about what's been going on in the states. You're hearing a lot about, like, trigger laws and stuff going on in the 13 states. Like, this is not new. Like, this is something that was knowable. And this is going to sound very dick, but I, I want you to just hear what I'm going to say. Like, if you didn't know this then it's on you and you aren't paying attention. Like, let that be a sign and a symbol of significance of how not paying attention you were. And that's fine. Life is very busy and there's a lot of other things going on. But part of the goal of a lot of political manipulation is to keep you busy and to keep you distracted so you can't see. Like, if you're busy watching this, you just can't see what this hand is doing. And, like, that's that's an effective way of doing politics. Like, it's... Tried and true, man. People have been doing it for generations. So I just want you to know that if you are surprised that this happened, it's because you weren't paying attention. And I would like that to be a lesson to you to maybe start paying attention going forward. Because one of the things we have to worry about, if you're into this sort of thing and protecting reproductive freedom, one of the things you need to concern yourself with is that this is still the stated goal of the Republican Party as it stands today. And all those states... They keep sending people to Congress, right? Like, that's that's still happening. And so one of the things you really need to concern yourself with is if and when, I think it's when, the Republicans take control of the House of Representatives, which is going to be super likely in the midterms, and possibly even in the Senate. I'll tell you why that's not so likely in a few, in a few minutes. Um, 
But if they do happen to take over at least the House uh, and possibly the Senate, the very first thing they are going to do, H.R. 1 and S. 1, are going to be national referendums and national bans on abortion. I just mark my words. If I'm wrong, then I'll tell you that I'm wrong. But I do not believe that there is any way that that is not the first thing they're going to do. And the only thing that's going to stop it is the fact that President Biden is going to veto it. And the Republicans will never take 60, uh, 60 seats in the Senate. Uh, there's just no way. So they won't be able to override that. However, uh, and, that, and that's not something they can change. A veto override is not something you can just change with a with a. Like, a, like what they're talking about with the filibuster, like where the Senate can change its own rules. The veto is actually part of the Constitution. The Senate can't just change that. Uh, but that's going to happen. And then in 2024, when I fully expect a Republican to take uh, the White House, um, if the, the situation in the House and the Senate remain the same, that law will get signed. And then there will be a national ban. And then states like New York and California and Washington, Oregon, New Jersey, and Connecticut will actually have a choice they have to make. Because as nobody in my listening audience should remember, when they passed like all the um, the Voting Rights Act and stuff like 1964, and the Supreme Court upheld it, the Southern states still did nothing. They didn't abide by that law. So I would fully expect that if that does sweep in, New York, California, Oregon, and Washington and Jersey and Connecticut and probably even Massachusetts will basically tell the government to go fuck themselves and just keep abortion legal anyway. And like, what are you going to do about it? Like, we pretty much pay for the entire country. How about we start withholding some, I don't know, taxes and stuff like that. Anyway, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, if you heard it here first, that's a little disturbing. But if you heard it here first, at least now you've heard it. So now you know what to watch out for. So we have an upcoming election here in New York where Lee Zeldin, who is a complete and utter scumbag, is actually running for governor. And he just won the Republican primary. And he thought it was a good time to make jokes about his lieutenant governor, who happens to be a woman, and the fact that she likes Frankenberry. Because honestly, that's the big issue we got here, Lee. He's also a super, super Trump supporter, so he's going to have a ton of support here on Long Island and probably not so much in the, in the city and the rest. So I'm not super worried about it. I just want to point out you're going to see a lot of Zeldin for governor signs. And if you see that, think worse and less of those people because not only are they Trump supporters, but Lee Zeldin is no Donald Trump. And that is just something like in, in and of itself. But I don't think Trump is going to run in 2024. I think it's going to be DeSantis. And currently, the way the landscape looks, I think DeSantis is going to win in a landslide because he's not Trump and he's not Biden. And unless we... I was saying this to my son not just the other day. I think like our best shot... Like I think now now's the time to go three three points with Bernie Sanders and just like throw him up and let's see what see what he can do because... I, I think I don't I, I can't I can't think of anybody that could that could take on DeSantis right now. Now, granted, it's two years away, so I could be wrong. But just keep it. Keep your eye on that abortion thing, because if you think we're done, then you're going to get fucked again, because this is what's coming next. Make no mistake. This is what's coming next. It has nothing to do with rights. It has nothing to do with women. I mean, other than controlling them and, and keeping them under everybody's thumb. Uh, it has to do with a lot of just ideology and activist judges, things the right has been bitching about for years. They finally, like, just leaned into it, and that's what they did. And if you don't think that's true, then just check out the court case in Washington State where they let the, the, the high school football coach 
pray on the 50-yard line with his football team because that's his right to do. Because you know how cool football players are. Like, one of them tried to leave, like Ahmed tried to leave. And maybe maybe even Mustafa was like, hey, man, can we pray to my God on the 50-yard line? And all the white kids are like... You want to talk about religious freedom? Just remember, this is not a Christian country. You just are free to be a Christian in it, like all the other religions. And if you could stop fucking up the Establishment Clause, I think we'd be a lot better off. Just my opinion. And you don't have to believe anything I say. But if you do have any questions, definitely let me know. If you have anything to like negative to say, like normally I would send you over to Monty at CravingStrange.net. But honestly, I'm at a point where I'll take all your negative comments. You want to go toe-to-toe on this thing? Like I'll talk to you ad nauseum because you are incorrect. I mean, yes, you can definitely make an argument that Roe v. Wade was on shaky ground anyway because it's not in the Constitution. You want to do that, but you're also violating almost 50 years of precedent, something that the entire legal system of not only the United States, but most of the Western world is built in. It's called stare decisis, and it's a famous phrase for a goddamn reason. And if you just throw that out the window because you don't like it, makes you a huge asshole. And that's exactly what they just packed the court with. You saw all those people. Oh, that's what I was saying about the Senate. So, so, um, what's it? Susan Collins from Maine. Uh, she is somebody that voted, you know, she's a Republican and she has now voted several times to confirm, uh, the, the three Republican judges. Uh, and she actually put out a press release saying that's, you know, I think it was Gorsuch or maybe Comey Barrett had basically lied to her saying that she wasn't going to, or Kavanaugh, had, it was Kavanaugh said, uh, you know, it was basically settled law. And he said that in his confirmation hearing. And if you can't spot a lie, like seriously, like what kind of human being are you? Like seriously, like, watch a YouTube video. If you can't spot that kind of lie, I mean, dude, seriously, like how many lies do you need to be told? before you can actually see one like like just so hopefully the good people of Maine will actually have had enough of her and Susan Collins can go packing because she's absolutely worthless as a moderate she's fine but seriously if you're going to be a leader and you can be lied to like that like you're a moron and we don't need you in like at least the ideologues like they've they've said it forever like Ron Johnson what's he out of Missouri or whatever like he's a big dumb fuck but man he is right out in the open about it like Okay, like that's fine. And and the other thing to kind of realize is that almost half the country feels this way. I mean, I know you'll see your polls and all that other stuff, but you need to remember like one very important thing. Like if you are opposed to what's going on in politics right now, it's because half the country is doesn't agree with you. Like these are the people that used to be smart enough to be stupid and be quiet about it. And now they have a voice because now they have a leader and now they have friends. So they think they're right. Like, there is nothing to be gained by what they, what the Supreme Court has done this term in anything, in, in absolutely anything. In fact, the only thing that they did throw in Biden's way is the, is the ability to not send, what, to not keep migrants in Mexico. And the reason we can't do that is because Mexico, if you don't know this, is its own goddamn country. We actually don't have authority over Mexico. And it was a very simple case because we don't own Mexico. I mean, yeah, we took a lot of it. But that was then. And that was a manifest destiny. That wasn't that wasn't shady. That was manifest. I'm just saying. What? <laughs> and if you don't know what manifest destiny is, man, you're... Just go back to 8th grade. <laughs> oh, it's <tough. laughs> Oh, man. Gotta love it. But, yeah. I don't want to say that we're at war, people, but 
We have a war of ideologies, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But I look at it like this, very simply, with the Roe v. Wade stuff and the overturning. Like, unless you're busy posting on Facebook or tweeting or from Instagram or whatever it is you do in your spare time, unless you're doing it from outside the foster home that you are running or from the women's health clinic that you're, like, helping, you know, these pregnant young women take care of, or if you're just at the taxation office, like giving up more of your money because all these women that can't afford to have these kids are going to be on welfare soon. Like, unless you're doing that, then I think you should shut up about how precious life is because you're obviously not doing any any work to help out whatsoever. Like, life is precious. Take care of it. Like, do a better job around here. You can't tell me how precious life is while you're letting, like, Mexican babies starve on the border. Like, how precious is life? How precious is white life? Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, oh, I see. That's what's precious to you. No, what's precious to you is control and power and making everybody down, bow down to your Christian law. I'm a good Christian. I'm a better Christian than most because I've actually read the Bible. I understood it. I have spoken to the man himself several times. Yeah, he didn't answer all the time, but he did answer a couple times. And he told me I was right. So who are you going to believe? Anyway, I could talk and talk and talk and ruin my entire show. I think we all know I'm capable of that. Do we know? Jimmy, Jimmy, are we capable of that? Am I, am I capable of ruining this show? It's always a no! Ah, Jimmy's always got my back. I, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> all right, I'm going to start us off with some music so I can shut the hell up and you can get back to your life and try and have a good Thursday without me ruining it. Again. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. All right, I have to go with a different sample right now because your host has fucked this up. But hang on, just hold on, hold on one second, hold on there, Jethro. Now, so okay, <laughs> this is very disturbing for me. I gotta just find it. I know it's in here some... Oh, beds. There we are. Uh, hang on. Without... Right, I need the without bed. No? I guess I just go fuck myself. Hang on, hang on. Load. 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 Remember when we decided to do the diaries thing, like, so you guys could all see, like, behind the scenes and stuff like that? This was that. But I also didn't know you could do this thing. Hang on one second. Does that work? Hang on. Yeah! I did it. I did it. But I also just learned that I could record something if I wanted. But I would have to... I would have to remove this. Do you think, do you think this is worth doing? Anybody care? Anybody in the chat? No? Okay. Uh, I do have something important to talk about, but I think this might be more important. Hang on one second. Let's see if we can do this. All right, so I'm going to take Jimmy's song, Craving Strange, Craving Strange. Not that I have the new song, I'm just saying, if I did. Okay, so I'm going to replace... Yeah, I'm going to replace this one for a second. So, hang on, I'm going to turn this down. It's exciting, right? Hang on. It's always in vain. It's always a nerve. It's pain. It's always in vain. It's always. 
see if that worked. It's always a no. It's always Oh, man. <laughs> Jimmy, do you think that was a good idea? It's always a no. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> I've got my new favorite button. What do you guys think? Is this your favorite button? It's always a no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me put this back to normal. Let's uh, let's get back onto the show. <laughs> Am I having fun? Yeah, man. <laughs> I finally got a Jimmy drop. Do you think this might be one of the best drops ever? Yeah, I love it. I feel bad because they're going to release the song and like all 12 people listening to the show be like, I don't want to listen to it anymore. <laughs> well, at least you'll know how the chorus starts, and I think that's important. That's honestly more than that's more more than a that's more than my band. <laughs> all right, I did okay. So something important, uh, man. I just I <laughs> I I have not cracked myself up that much in a very long time. Alright. Actually, you know what? I can't even do it now. I'll just I'll, I'll be mad about it in a minute. Let me just let's 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 move on. Brand new Coheed and Cambria. You wanna hear that? It's always enough. I'm kidding, of course. On the box. Hard rock lunch box. Little parkway drive for you. Now I'm appropriate and appropriately angry enough to address what I wanted to address chat it was brought up in the chat that what's been going on with the supreme court specifically and by the way like i want to be very clear man the roe v wade thing of all the motions that have just gone through is the least really disturbing yes it has the widest impacts but it's the least disturbing because there is sound ground for why uh that case has been constantly challenged for the past you know almost 50 years like there are legal reasons why roe v wade should be overturned the problem is the people that just did it didn't do it for those reasons, which is absolutely bananas. And if you actually want to go into that a little bit, I can point you in the right direction for that kind of information. Uh, but a lot of the other stuff that was going on, like I said, like the, the court case that just gave the coach the right to pray to his God uh, with the team and make the team do it, like on the 50-yard line of a public-funded school, is bananas. They also just gave, uh, in Maine, they gave uh, people the right to get government money to send their kids to, pub- to private school, to Catholic school, if public schools are too far, right? Which is not bad in and of itself. But let me ask you what happens when people want to get some money to send their Muslim kids to Muslim school instead of public school up in Maine. I think that's going to go. Like I said, ask yourself how that great American football coach is going to be when somebody is like, hey, man, can we pray to my God? No, you don't have the real God. We're going to pray to this God who's the real God. Like, that's where that stuff goes. It's why we have the Establishment Clause. And, yes, I'm aware. I'll explain. The Establishment Clause is basically the separation of church and, church and state. That's important. So if you hear the Establishment Clause, it's separation of church and state. That's all you really need to know about it. If you want more information, the Constitution is a very readable document. Super easy to understand, actually, even with its old English. But here's the point I want to address, and it was something that kind of came up uh, for me 
I guess last week, early this week, I don't even know. My sister, my sister Maggie, who I love dearly and, and adore, uh, her and her family, she's married uh, to a wonderful woman and, uh, and has two kids. Um, they are not adopted, actually. They are her natural children. Um, but the, the the point is still the same. Like, my, my gay... My, my gay sister, lesbian sister, is married to a gay lesbian. I guess lesbian woman is the right one. You would think I would know this since it's my sister, but I don't. So I saw it. But my point is, is that she's very happily married in a very committed relationship. They've been together a very long time uh, and doing basically everything right, better than most straight couples. And I'm air quoting that, but you can't see that. Uh, and she had put up a post uh, basically talking about with the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Like, first of all, there's two things to understand. Like, there was a court case, Mississippi versus whatever, that wanted to, like, you know, do the 15-week ban. That one went through 6-3. to three. Like, Judge Roberts even agreed with that one. We all knew that was coming, even though it definitely pressed up against the Roe v. Wade precedent. And then 5-4 to four voted to overturn Roe v. Wade flat out, even though that technically wasn't in... Technically wasn't a case before the court, but because of this ruling, we decided to do it anyway. John Roberts did not agree with that, and actually was part of the dissent. Um, not because he believes in Roe v. Wade, but because he actually, despite being very to the right and and, and, and very anti-choice, believes in something called stare decisis, which is your you know uh, the precedents that all uh, English law is built on in the Western world. So. I'll give him that, and the other, you know, five assholes just don't care. They want what they want. They don't care. So, anyway, my point is, um, Alito's majority opinion had a lot of problems in it because things that weren't based in the Constitution. He did give it a little bit of a, like, well, if it's not part of the natural thing uh, or, or instilled in the common common wisdom and common law and common culture, which is ridiculous because something called the quickening is when babies would start to like be babies and could move and stuff like that. And that was always considered the point of viability. That's going all the way back into old English. So it's actually, that has actually more, uh, more stuff steeped in tradition and culture than do uh, black people not being slaves. So it was kind of weird for him to not only call that out, but also to have Clarence Thomas, the hypocrite that he is, go along with it. Because if we go far enough back to the Constitution, he couldn't actually be on there, which, honestly, I'm all for. But, in some good news, Ketanji Brown actually was sworn in today, the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. Now, she's got two strikes against her, as far as the original Constitution goes, but she's still serving. So, hopefully we'll see some good things from her. It'll be interesting to see what she has to, to bring what she has to bring to her ten, tenure on the Supreme Court. But what I was trying to say specifically uh, is that my sister had put up a post um, because right after the Roe v. Wade decision, Clarence Thomas started throwing up a whole bunch of other things because in Alito's majority opinion, he basically said these things are not protected in the Constitution, therefore, therefore should be up to the states to decide. Now, that is a very common legal opinion. Right, like real strict constitutionalists will tell you, like if it's not in the Constitution, then it really shouldn't be there. That's not how the Constitution was written. Anybody that reads it, anybody that reads the Federalist Papers, anybody that reads the arguments between Hamilton and Adams and Jefferson, knows that the Constitution was basically built to evolve. It's why we have amendments. It's right right after the Constitution was signed, they came up with the Bill of Rights, which are not actually in the Constitution. There are amendments to it, and we've had several amendments since then. Because 
because the Constitution is supposed to be a living, breathing thing. So anybody that's a strict constitutionalist doesn't understand how the Constitution works. And all strict constitutionalists should realize that only white men could be on the Supreme Court, which clearly we don't have. So it's still a valid kind of ideology. It's just misguided, in my opinion, and honestly, in most people's opinion, unless they happen to be white men and are trying to get something out of that originalism kind of thought. That's just something you need to know. So he cited all these things that are actually bringing into question something like uh, Griswold v. Connecticut, which establishes privacy, the right to privacy in this country, which is the backbone behind which everything else stood. Casey versus Planned Parenthood, which got tossed as soon as Roe got tossed. Roe v. Wade itself was a matter of privacy. That just got tossed. They're definitely going to be going off after the sodomy stuff in Texas, and they're certainly going to... They've already started talking about contraception, like, and why, you know, that's not allowed and it's not covered under the privacy because they're going to be going after privacy uh, itself and probably are going to look to limit Griswold v. Connecticut, which is actually now probably the most liberal progressive standing case. And if they just reversed Roe because they don't give a shit, there's no reason to think they wouldn't go after Griswold. I don't think they're going to do anything like, you know, uh, Brown versus Board of Education. I mean, that's going back a ways in part of integration. I don't think they can reach back that far, but honestly, you never know. So my point is they've opened up all these doors, and my sister Maggie had put up a post like, hey, to my Republican friends, if you thought we were, like, crazy about all these things that couldn't happen, like, you know, please take a look at what Clarence Thomas is saying, because we're really worried this is next. And I pointed out to her, and this is what I want to point out to you, uh, when you say things that are like, oh, that's unfortunate that this happened, or whatever, like, I want to point out that your Republican friends, that phrase right there, you should probably stop. Because what's happening is that this is not unfortunate. This is not some accident or some weird alignment of ideologies. This is a plan of action that they have stuck with for 20 years. And at this point, if you have friends, and I'm air quoting, friends that are supporting these people and these kind of people, these are people that are actively trying to take your rights away. So when I'm talking about people like Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor of New York, this is somebody that supports what just happened. He even said, he's like, you know, we want to bring in, you know, we want to repeal this and we want to do this. They, they want to bring fracking into New York State, which New York State is basically codified and basically outlawed because fracking causes earthquakes and poisons well water. Like, that's, you know, the great state, the formerly great state of Pennsylvania is going through that. You ever been in a Pennsylvania earthquake? Sounds fun to me. I don't want that here. And we're having, quite frankly, enough problems with our water. I don't know about you guys in Long Island, but we just start, had to start paying an extra $45 every water bill to start removing some chemicals in our water that I didn't put in there. I mean, I didn't, but now I have to pay to start removing it. You think that's going to hold up once we start fracking in New York? Fuck that. Fuck Lee Zeldin. Fuck all those people. And my point is, is that if you have a Republican friend, this is what the Republican Party is supporting. Think about what the Republicans have done. What have the Republicans done? They've defunded Planned Parenthood. Not that Planned Parenthood was ever allowed to use federal money for for abortions, because they weren't. They, they defunded Planned Parenthood so they couldn't give like women's health services, because it's a boogeyman. And now they have basically, re- basically, they've effectively repealed your reproductive rights as a woman. This is what they planned to do, and this is what they did. Next on the table is gay rights. They just today said that the EPA cannot force 
companies to like curb their emissions. They can't enforce stuff like cap and trade. That's today. So now they can poison you, uh, raise, you know, increase the damage that climate change is doing. Whether you believe in it or not, at this point, I don't give a shit. I don't really care. If you don't believe in climate change, it's probably because you're not very good in science. And that's cool, too. But whether you think that there is more energy in the atmosphere doing damage to the, the world that we all live in or not is irrelevant. It is. It's a fact. Like, you don't like it. I'm sorry. That's too bad. This is actually happening. And there are a lot of people like, well, man's not causing it. And even if man isn't causing it, Man is helping it along by pumping in all that carbon dioxide. And that's the argument I can't seem to figure out why people don't get. Just because even if man isn't causing, and by man I obviously mean white women, uh, you know, if they aren't causing it, like, can we at least help stop it? You know what man also isn't causing? Shit like measles and malaria. But, like, we're trying to stop that stuff, too. And, like, this... You don't have any Republican friends, is what I'm saying, at this point. You can have conservative friends. You can. And they're fiscally conservative, and they want to do all those. Those are the people that want to, like, keep their guns, and they want to keep taxes down. They're also very against, like, stuff like food stamps and welfare, even though they just got behind having more kids that people can't afford that are going to be on food stamps and welfare. But I guess we're just not going to pay for them. But you don't have any Republican friends if you believe in any of these causes. Now, if you don't like women having rights, if you don't want them to ever have abortions, if you don't want gays to get married, if you want people to starve in the streets, then yeah, maybe you have, Repu- maybe you have Republican friends and you should have a lot of Republican friends because that is what the Republican Party is basically doing right now. And if you don't think I'm right, well, we can talk about what Texas is doing with their new abortion law, like kind of right after the break. But like, I think... Honestly, a good solution, just take all the childbearing men in the world, let's get a sample of their DNA so we can get ready to start charging them uh, all that child support for all the women they're going to knock up because you know how cool men are with, like, restraining their penises and stuff? Like, I don't know if you know that. They are super, super good at not doing that. So we'll put them all, we'll line them all up. We'll put all their balls to the wall, and we'll talk about what a great segue this just was. Hard Rock Lunch box okay i think i just want to say one more thing i know i know i don't believe it either but one more thing about what's going on in the great dumb old state of texas because greg abbott has got to be one of the worst governors in the in the state's history and yet people love him i cannot i cannot wish enough for beto o'rourke to win that gubernatorial race like i will send i'm gonna send the o'rourke campaign money to act like and it's an out-of-state race but i am so disgusted by greg abbott first of all like if everybody remembers like he's the one that like let the so many people like freeze like because they lost power everybody remember that that's greg abbott like he did that you guys remember those kids that just got killed not too long ago in uvalde like that's greg abbott too uh, but I think the single greatest thing I have heard over the past year with him, um, and thank you, Lawrence O'Donnell, actually, for covering this particular story, because it made me laugh a little bit because it's funny in the ridiculous sense. Uh, but he gave a press conference when they did the law that allowed people to uh, do civil suits against women that were getting abortions either in state or out of state and then anybody that helped them and there was like a bounty like ten thousand dollars and stuff like that to report them uh so now that it's 
uh, their their law, I think they had a trigger law because Ken Paxson, who's the district attorney there or the secretary, I think he's the secretary of state, declared it a, a statewide holiday the day they overturned Roe v. Wade. Just, that's who you're dealing with. Uh, but 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 Greg Abbott uh, at a press conference when he was defending Texas's anti-abortion and anti-choice law, which Beto O'Rourke, by the way, says he will repeal on day one. Um, so he's getting money from me just for that. Uh, as he should get money from every woman in all of Texas, honestly. But that's that's not on me. So at a press conference, Texas has no exception uh, for rape. I don't know off the top of my head if they have an exception for incest. But they do not have an exception for rape, which means you take a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl that's been raped, because it happens, um... And she gets pregnant. She has to carry that baby to term. Yep, she can give it up for adoption because everybody wants everybody wants a rapist baby living in their house. Like you have to disclose that shit. Like that's that's something that adoptive parents can know. But everybody wants one of those. Um, but that's what they're going to do. Uh, and statistically, I just this is going to be a little disturbing. But one in four women will be raped at some point in their life. That's a huge statistic. Do you would like to know what else is a, is, a, is a huge statistic? See if you can guess, as of 2020, 2020 or 2021, which state in our great nation has the highest number of rapes? Oh, wait. Any guesses? It's not the most populous state, because that's California. California is not number one in rapes. Would you like to know who has the most rapes? Yeah, it's Texas. Congratulations, Texas. Now, that's a statistical fact that Texas has the most rapes of any state in the union. They do not have the biggest population, but they have the most rapes. They also do not have an exception for abortions for rape victims. And here's the best part. And this is why I want to tell you this story. Because Greg Abbott, at the press conference when he's talking about this, was asked what they're going to do about that problem. That sort of, you have all these rapes and you have no exception for rape pregnancies. And he said, with a straight face, we're just going to end rape in Texas. Now, honestly, that's that's a that's a great idea. So I'm going to give you this applause, uh, like seriously, like I'm going to mean it. Let's end rape in Texas. Okay, but you've been governor for a really long time, and you're number one in the nation for rapes. So this applause is sarcastic. So just just keep that all in mind. Thank you. Yeah, the trigger ban goes into effect 30 days uh, after the, the thing. So a couple days from now. So, again, Texas has the most rapes of any state in the nation. There is now no exception 
for uh, rape in, 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 in pregnancy termination in the state of Texas. And their solution to this problem is they're going to end rapes in Texas, something they have never done, never decidedly wanted to do, and apparently have no interest in actually doing because it's the only thing that Texas is actually better than all the other states at, is raping women. Good job, Texas. Guess which applause this is. So when I say that Florida is a huge piece of shit as a state, I want everybody to know there is one state (laughs) I think is a bigger piece of shit than Florida, and I can't believe I'm even saying that. Congratulations, Texas. You win. Hopefully you get one of these. That's a tornado siren. Maybe we'll just take care of all of God's children in one swoop. Except for Austin. I like Austin. Austin is cool by the way. So you all know I've been playing a lot of anthrax lately, just totally in an anthrax kind of mood. Maybe it's because I want to send it to the great state of Texas. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're, like, you know, from New York City and just all around awesome, so I've been trolling a whole lot of stuff. And, uh, man, i got to tell you, that Sound of White Noise record was so goddamn good when uh, Joey Baldana stepped out for a hot minute and they brought in John Bush, from formerly from Armored Saint. I thought he was just awesome. I thought the record was great. Yeah, it wasn't quite anthrax, but, like, it seemed like the most serious rock record they ever did and god damn it if it wasn't like worth its time in the sun it's only on the box wait it's only on the box i see what i did there hard rock lunch box and i have not listened to nothing more in a hot minute Do they have anything new out i guess i guess i should check great band great great band <clears throat> so i'm going to do something now that i never do which is weird that i get to keep saying that <laughs> we did something last week that we never did by the way like again like i do want to take a quick moment and i feel like i keep taking like thousands of moments to do this but really thank you guys so much everybody that showed up on saturday night to help us out with that uh like i'll be truly honest with you like it definitely did not meet expectations it did not meet like what we were trying to or what i was really hoping uh was going to happen and that's that's unfortunate but that's just just a function of the way it is. There's a lot of things that go into that. Um, you know, a lot of our fan base is just flaky for starters. Uh, and that's cool. Uh, it really is. Like that's it's really fine. Like we have a very good and large fan base across the region and across the country. And that you know, we've never been super super strong at home. Um, and you know that's fine. We put most of our time into regional stuff. Uh, but we do have, like, a, I thought, a good, strong fan base. And I really tried very hard to thread this needle. I was saying it Saturday night, and I said it, like, the week before. I really tried very hard to thread this needle of graduation parties in early June and people going away in July. Uh, I mean, we'll see. You know, I, I would I'm, I would have thought that people would be away uh, the weekend that these shows are coming up that we've got 8th and ninth, but now that I'm sort of thinking it and seeing it lay out I don't think that's the case because people are going to be doing stuff on the you know 4th of July weekend so they'll be home for this this the, the weekend after it 
I don't know for sure. Like, I'm just, I'm not super good at picking dates when people, like, will be available. Like, there was, I had more people contact me about why they couldn't make Saturday night than people that made it Saturday night. And a lot of them were like, I was like, hey man, do you want to come see Rebel 9? And they were like, it's always a no! Right, which is basically what, you know, usually you hear, right? Like, hey, you want to come see my band? It's always a no! I love that I have that as a clip, by the way. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. I mean, obviously the people that did come, and even some people that couldn't come. Like, there were a lot of people that were really disappointed that like they couldn't make it. And that's cool. That's awesome. And thank you for letting me know, because at least I feel good about that. But, like, as an event, like, I, I wouldn't say it... See, I, I can't say that it's a failure. As a show, I consider it a very... Whatever below mild success would be, like, it was up there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the show... That, that, that was... De- and, like, yeah, that was definitely a show, and we were definitely there. Uh, but in terms of, like, the audience draw, like, we were hoping for double that. Um, but I am super proud of the people that came. They were super loud, uh, and they were super into it. And I kept checking with people to kind of, like, make sure, like, this is, like... And I, and I did take some time, like, right before we even played, just to explain why it was weird. Because it wasn't just a show, and we knew that. It was somewhere between, like, filming a video... And a barbecue, right? Like a backyard barbecue. And that was what we were shooting for. And I think we nailed that aspect of it. Uh, the one part where I really, really fucked up is that I completely underestimated how much time we were going to need to do the loading and unloading. Now, a lot of the, the, the loading out at the end of the night, a lot of that was because we had so much stuff left over because half the people we expected to show up showed up. But, like... That's cool. I mean, nobody ran out of food, right? Nobody ran out of drinks. Like, I, I brought back, you know, four, three, two. Two cases of water, three cases of Bud Light, which my band is super happy about because that's what my band drinks. Um, I don't drink it. And, you know, like a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of other food. Like, I gave Kaz some food because he was going to be away for the week. So I was like, here, take all this. So he's living off leftovers. And, like, that was that was awesome. But, um... Yeah, no, it was, it was it was disappointing in terms of turnout, uh, and I guess it's you know a lot of it. The people that took time to tell me why they couldn't go were you know definitely people like had some graduation things to go to. A lot of people were out of town. A lot of people had company. You know, the first non-COVID summer is like it's a big deal. People are doing a lot of stuff, so I get it. But like, uh, just to let you guys know, like in terms of the way you know as a show how it went it it wasn't super successful but i think the other things we were doing like i actually just got a message from ken who owns the place uh and they've got like 32 gigabytes of files audio files because like i said we were recording the live record so that's awesome uh i know that what last i spoke to jake annalise who was doing all the video stuff her video crew uh it was taking days to upload all the video footage so we got a lot of stuff which is totally totally what we're doing and honestly as into the chat we were giving away food and and booze and stuff like that we gave a bunch of people like here take this take this take this so sorry if we we missed our communication uh well that's what i was saying like i was really trying to hang out after the show but we were running like 15 minutes late which is also why we didn't do an encore we weren't even like being dicks about it we were literally running out of time and to go into another hour would have cost us a few hundred dollars that like with the loss 
of income because we didn't sell as many tickets as we expected, like, would have been just insult to injury, which is why we did not do uh, an encore. And we weren't snubbing anybody. We were just simply out of time, unfortunately. So sorry about that. But I'm glad everybody seemed to dig it. I, I, I thought it went well from a performance point of view, and hopefully I'll find that out, and then hopefully we'll have a live record, I don't know, soon. We're talking to Caggiano about mixing it, so that could be fun, too. I'm going to do a fun little project. So uh, Anyway, uh, so this is the thing that I said I'm going to do that I just generally don't do. Um, I have put a dictate. <laughs> a dictate, is that the right dictate out to the band saying that I want to do this next song as a cover in October. We have a show on October 1st. I don't know that it's officially been announced, so I'm not saying what it is. Um, you can speculate among yourselves all you want. And I want to do it because I want to do this song. I don't think anybody's going to like it, and I don't really give a shit. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> and honestly, it's three months away, so I may just totally be over it by then. But it's one of my favorite songs from my teenage years. Uh, it was on a tape, a TDK cassette that I had, you know, had to record somebody's older brother's record, you know, vinyl or maybe even tape. I don't even know. Uh, and I just, I've always liked the song and we play it every now and then at practice, just parts of it. And I sort of just put it out to the band. I'm like, I want to do this song. And the, the I never tell people what covers we're going to do because I like them to be surprised. Uh, and by the way, we've got uh, we've, we've we've got a good one. We're we're, we're resurrecting one for uh, this not this weekend, but next weekend. But we'll talk about that then. Uh, but the reason I'm going to tell you is because I want you to at least hear the song. I don't think you'll appreciate it as much as 13 year old badass pot smoking me did. But I liked it then, and I think we could do a good job with it. I think it'll be fun. And I think for the five people in the room that remember it, I think they'll like it. And I want to up that number a little bit, so I'll play it for you now. So you can hear it, get it stuck in your head, so that you'll recognize it, but I won't talk about it again beforehand. And if I know anything about this chat, everybody ought to forget it by then. All right, yeah. In no small part, one of the reasons I wanted to do a live record was because so many great live records were what I listened to back when I was a teenager. That includes like At Budokan, uh, like in, and, and, and like, you know, even I guess Frampton Comes Alive was was a big live record. Uh, and lots of like just famously big records, right? Well, one of them for us metalheads was Unleashed in the East. And arguably, you could make an argument either way that this was the best song on it. But like, I certainly think so. And I'm the only one with a radio show currently. So here it is. Our future possible cover and greatest song from Unleashed in the East, whether you think so or not, it's the Green Man Alishi with the two-pronged crown. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Y'all have waited, you've been patient, and well-behaved. And now it's time. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Wide awake, and still I wait here for a change. With every reason to pretend We're still so far away And everything I lose Reminds me all there was before It's just a whisper now 
wait for you when I find I slip into the quiet illusion in my mind while wait for you I find All I do is wait for you and I'll find Hard way inside a thought or memory. Well, all these hours to be friend, empty that means. Oh, and everything I choose, oh, focus on for just a while, becomes a shadow now. All I do is wait for you, I'll find I slip into the quiet disillusion of my mind While I wait for you, I'll find All I do is wait for you Inside a distant memory, just run away and leave me here to be. And all I do is wait for you now. Find I slip into the quiet disillusion of my mind while I wait for you. I find I slip away, I slip away inside. Is it time to play brand new music from Craving Strange yet? It's always a no! Damn it, one more song. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, I know what you're thinking. I should be playing the other music. I should be playing this. And maybe you're right. Nothing seems to be going the right way anyway today. And that sound means only one thing, ladies and gentlemen. What does it mean? Nope. It means it's time for your weekly Craving of the Week with Craving Strange. And I will say, it's definitely one of my favorite things uh, about this show and about my relationship with bands, especially bands as talented as Craving Strange, because I, on occasion, through dark channels, somehow, mysteriously, end up with copies of songs before they go to the public. I'm not ratting anybody out. This isn't the Washington Post, and you aren't deep throat, sir, so I will keep my sources protected. I believe I am protected by the First and 37th Amendment of the Constitution. There aren't 37 amendments, but there should be. I do not have to reveal my sources. Is it Jimmy? It's always a no! Is it Monty? It's always a no! Waterbury? It's always a no! Frank? It's always a no! 
Nobody's owning those sources. Did I pull it out of my ass? It's always a no! I'm going to find so many goddamn uses for this. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's always a no! Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm already having the time of my life with it. I don't honestly know how long it's been since uh, Craven Strange released their last single. They did uh, Rise. They did Ashes. They did... Uh, what am I forgetting here? Hold on. No, no, no. Not, not that. Yeah. One second. I can't. I just lost my... Oh, my mouse isn't working. That's... <laughs> So you remember that problem I said I was having in my mouse that just doesn't want to click anymore? Yeah, that's happening now. All right, so I guess the last one was I Run Away. So I don't know how long ago that was. And hold on. I'm, I'm pressing so hard on my goddamn mouse right now. Hang on. Let me just... I got to... Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> I need more time. <laughs> Right, so we had uh, Rise, we had Ashes, we had Say It All, we had that batch, and now we're into batch number two, uh, which is I Ran Away, and then, of course, the new single, which it comes out tomorrow, because... It, it, can I play it early? Uh, see, I tried to play it early, but I can't, so that's going to be kind of too bad. Um, but I love this model of just releasing singles because it creates excitement every time. Like, I do like when they just dropped a new record because then you could just listen to the whole record. Like, that was awesome. But there is a lot of surprise in this song every time they release a new song. There's a new surprise in it. There's anticipation, all that other stuff. So I'm super psyched. They're releasing it tomorrow officially on Spotify. You can get it everywhere. A week from tomorrow, I assume they're going to be playing it live. It would be foolish to not. Jimmy, is there any chance that you're not playing this song live on, on Friday the 8th at 89 North? Yeah, so there you have it, right from the man himself. So are you guys ready to hear this? But come on, I thought you guys were huge Craving Strange fans. Well, is there anything I can do to make you change your mind? Would you like me to stop doing this effect? You guys are impossible to please, goddammit. And the only thing I can say is it's time for some brand new music from Craving Strange. On the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And what's it called? Yeah, I'm not tired of that yet. Brand new Craving Strange right here on the box, ladies and gentlemen.
I know what you're thinking. I can't believe this is over. I can't live my life without the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's always a no. Yeah, and yet, everybody seems to make it through the week just fine. Did we learn anything here today? No, nope, wrong button. Sorry. Did we learn anything here today? It's always a no. Do we ever learn anything here, really? It's always a no. <laughs> I will find many more annoying ways to use that in the future. Yeah, see, he didn't say no there. <laughs> because this show is where people come to get smarter. It's always a no! Right, that's better. All right, thank you very much for sticking around. I think the last thing I have to say on the overturning of basically women's control over their own bodies is just remember, as I've been saying forever, for at least for 16 years, my daughter got her permit, by the way. Holy shit for a second. <laughs> so even though I believed in women's rights forever, it definitely codified for me when my daughter was born. And I realized the entire world is basically filled with half predators. So that's kind of a problem. Uh, but given the fact that you've just been stripped of a lot of reproductive freedoms in your own world, I think we can all leave here today with only one sentiment in mind. I think it was Pink that said it best, how to handle gentlemen from this day forward. And... Uh, I'll just talk to you next week. Have a great 4th of July, everybody. And even if you don't celebrate, it's still going to be the 4th of July. So have a great 4th of July either way. We'll do this again next week. Pink, take it away. Hard Rock Lunch Box.